on. Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 878 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon, who is busy stealing recipes out of a cookbook that we gave away on the show today. What do you mean we gave it away? We haven't had the show yet. What are yes, you talking we about? have. Lyle. Oh. I'll stop lying to the people. This oh. is a delayed broadcast oh. introduction. As they sh- I'm sure they all well know that this show happened yesterday, maybe even the day before. And, or a week uh, ago. Yeah. And or we a had, month ago. Oh, who knows? Maybe even last year. But <laughs> It happened on the 17th of October, <laughs> whenever it. that was. And, uh, and we had a quiz, a What City Am I quiz, and on the second clue, Helen from Lane Cove called up and snapped it up. And the prize was this amazing cookbook that and we so had. Like, now Mon is busy, busily photographing. <laughs> every page in before the we send it out because <laughs> it looks so good and uh, and if you're a delayed broadcast listener which you are for hearing this this is just more uh more uh motivation for you to jump across to the live show because seriously we had seven calls for this cookbook and uh, and you should have been there you should have been there delayed listeners make that 13 13 they're still coming in this yeah our producer on the phone right now the show's already over <laughs> but hey lyle what are you grateful for this morning I am. I am. I. Am, I I'm trying to remember what was I. What was I grateful? Actually, for? you were grateful for the weather. That's, no, I was grateful that you were about to tell us about the weather. That's right. Because it was distracting you from something else, and I can't remember what that was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm grateful for the fact that um that um the the slug apocalypse is almost. Oh, well, that's right. So I'm grateful for the weather <laughs> because you're going to talk about the weather and start and stop talking about the slug apoc- apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. So just so people know what the Poor slug apocalypse. It's it's gross, man. It's gross. It's the last like week and a half or so. Slug family. Since, basically, since I got back from Prague, just want to hang out. I walked to work from my grass. house because I blessedly live around the corner from the studio. Hide under brick. And on the footpath, on the way do. to work, there's like a slug apocalypse. Right? There's like thousands of slugs crossing over from right to left, crossing the footpath, and I have from to like navigate my way They're through west. them. They're heading west. They're heading, I don't know what's over west. I mean, what does slugs got to do over west? Anyway, there's just thousands of them. I have to navigate them th- through them because I just don't want slug goo on the bottom of my shoe. I have too much respect for my shoes. Um, and thankfully, never mind the life of those poor slugs. Whatever, whatever. They're so poor ugly and slugs. icky and gooey and gross. And I'm glad nat- it's almost just, over. They're, they're just naturist snails. <laughs> well, this morning snails there was only you. a very very small contingency of naturist snails left and I'm very very happy about it <laughs> okay so in today's show we are going to actually talk about some serious and real stories <laughs> are we? that might be surprising but we're going to talk about a church that is trying to cease to exist working very yeah, hard on it very it's a good story I really like yeah, it yeah and some really good news regarding labelling and starting off in Denmark which we really hope is going to reach Australia soon so yeah and the dangers of eating squirrel brains mm, stay tuned And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. 
Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup? Or disappear into the potter's ground When the man comes around Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise men will bow down before the throne. And at his feet, they'll cast their golden crowns. When the man comes around, whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. When the man comes around. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing. Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks In measured hundredweight and penny pound set on him was death and hell followed with him
That was Johnny Cash with When the Man Comes Around here on Faith FM. And the breakfast show is up and running. The quiz is, the quiz clues are heading out there. Yes, they are. We have a new quiz this morning to kick our brains into gear. Hopefully mine will follow suit. Uh, this morning we have a What City Am I quiz. Already up on Instagram? Yeah, already up on Instagram. In fact, two clues are already up on Instagram. So if you head over to Instagram, our handle, you can find us uh, on it, is Faith FM Live, all lowercase one word. And uh, just press on our profile picture. And you'll see uh, little videos pop up of my face, <laughs> my morning face, uh, giving you clues. Uh, so go ahead and look at that and uh, see if you can get a jump and call us with the right answer. Now, before I tell you what the first clue is, I'm going to tell you what the prize is. And today we have a cookbook, Lyle's, called e- Eating for Life by Clemency Mitchell. Uh, this is, it looks really good. It has that some, actually looks really I yummy. And it has some stuffed I'm, tomatoes I'm, I'm on the hungry, front cover. I'm hungry just looking at that picture right now. <laughs> Eating healthily shouldn't be boring or expensive. This book brings practical vegan cooking and baking to life. It is jam-packed with mouth-watering recipes and food preparation tips for every occasion, from breakfast to supper, from starters to desserts. Oh, la, la. I'm flicking through it and it looks really good. There's pictures on every page. Oh, yum, yum, yum. That's most interesting because I have a story coming up about eating this morning. Yeah, me too. Really? How about that? It's going to be a good day when you talk about food. Mine <laughs> is not a positive story. Oh, mine is. Mm, anyway. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I'm food being distracted looking at this cookbook because yeah, yeah. it just looks so good. Anyway, give us a call uh, if you know the answer to this quiz. What city am I? The man who rebuilt the foundations of this city did so at the cost of his firstborn son. Mm-hmm. That's an expensive city. That's a very expensive That's city. That's a city I would never have built. It actually cost him two... Lyle. And moving on. Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. clues we could give away. 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843. That's the number to give us a call on. Or you can text us 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669. Text us what city that is and we will send you the prize. Lyle. Yes. News about food. Mm. This is really cool. This is so cool. This is so cool. I'm so excited. It's a little bit of a greeny story. <laughs> Here we go again <laughs> yeah, with yeah, the greeny. Yeah, yeah. But this is something that I've often We all know about. you're a communist, Mon. <laughs> well, communist greeny. <laughs> I'm not a communist. I'm just fascinated by communism, okay? Um, a bit like you're fascinated with World War II, but you're not Nazi, are you? See? Okay, clearly See? not. <laughs> See? Got you there, didn't I? Okay, check this out, right? I'm so excited about this. The government of Denmark, good on them, has begun labelling food according to its effect on the climate. Oh, really? How great is that? So um, That would be so interesting because you sort of you never know what kind of food has an effect on the climate. So exactly. does that, does that include the packaging, the this is, production? So this is what it is, right. And I often wonder this because I hate going to the supermarket. I hate going to Woolies and Coles and seeing that my lemons have come from Peru and my apples have come from China and my mandarins have come from the US. And I'm like, do you know what? I just want you some You all grow this all in my backyard. Yeah, I know. And, and it's astounding to me because I'm like, okay, so for it to get from Peru to here, like that's quite a journey. Mm-hmm. How, you know, what's been going on with this fruit in the meantime since it's been picked like what's its journey been on so this kind of answers that in a little bit so the government of Denmark may soon require grocery stores and packaging manufacturers to, to grade foods based on the environmental impact so it's an ambitious quite an ambitious initiative but it'll okay, calculate this is actually pretty cool this is pretty cool I know, I, you right? know what I like I'm just I'm just sort of thinking about this because we're like yeah you want, we want to encourage people to buy Australian and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, 
And that would solve the problem right there. Yeah, because if it was made in Australia, the, the environmental grade of it would be much higher or much better. Yeah, because you haven't had to fly it across yeah. the uh, Pacific. Of course, that is not all. So it's gonna, it's gonna. The grade will be calculated based on the amount of transportation the product required to reach the shelves, as well as how much water was used to make the product, which pesticides were used on its exterior, the environmental impact of the packaging, so like biodegradable mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. and the amount of greenhouse gas emissions that were created as a byproduct of that food, which means that all meat should be through the roof. Because the greenhouse gases that are created by cows and by humans is just astronomical. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about fart power, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to do a story on this one day. You know what I'm going to call the story? What's that? How cars have saved the planet. <laughs> I'm really I have a theory. Story. I have a theory. It's just a theory. I'm working on it, right? I'm uh-huh. working on this theory. Uh-huh. It's a good theory, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it works like this. Horses reached their peak as a species around the year 1900. Yeah. Because the population was growing. There was about 2 billion people in the world and the primary means of, means of transport was horses. Yeah. And then horses just vanished. As a species, They have their, their, their population numbers have just crumbled and collapsed just dramatically because there's no further use for them. Now they've reached people's pets and because, therapy animals. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. pets, therapy animals, racing, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and... And so, yeah, very few horses in the world compared to what there was back then. Mm. Our population is now, what, 9 billion or something or other? Something like that. Imagine if we were still using horses wow. instead of cars. Everyone had a horse. The environmental impact from all of those farts. That's because a really Because methane is 30 point. times yeah. more uh, yeah. impact on as a greenhouse gas than uh, CO2. That's a really good point, Lyle, because when you get home, you turn off your car and doesn't, it doesn't cause any more emissions, but you get home with your horse and your horse keeps... Yeah, you know, and, and, CO, and, and methane is 30 times worse than... Mm, oh, I'm, I'm into this. I'm into this. See? See? I'd like you to do I'm some homework and come back on the show with a proper show. That'd be I'm great. Gonna, I'm going to go and buy a V8. <laughs> on the strength of that, definitely need a V8. Vile. Give anyway. me a call, 1-800-324-843 if you support my, my cause to buy a V8. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Anyway, so Danish agriculture, back to this, this is story. my conspiracy theory, by the way. There's no science to back that up. This is, And this is a crazy part about my story today about the, with, the, with Denmark here. So Danish Agriculture and Food Council has reportedly been working with the European Union for the last 10 years um, to try and develop this like an, an efficient labeling system. I don't know why it would take 10 years how to figure out how to slap a label on a product. Like, do you want me to fix that for you guys? I can do that for you in 10 minutes. Like it's, it can't it can't be that hard. Well, I guess everybody's got to calc- figure out how to uh, a formula for calculating. Well, um, that and they want to figure out where to put it on the packaging so people don't get scared by it, right? That's, oh, that's not yeah. hard to figure yeah. out. Just stick it on the front. Done. <laughs> so they said their goal. Oh, I could is- make that decision for you right now. Um, top right hand corner Okay that's solved They Move said on. the goal is to develop an accurate label It must include every piece of information So products like plant based substitutes for ground meat Has information on the climate impact of the soy in the product which was produced in South America So now they're trying to like level the playing field Because you know meat Producers of animal products are kind of up in arms At the moment because plant based products Are just shooting through the roof in terms of sales In fact right now if you wanted to start Any kind of business In any sector Your best one best bet for success would be something to do with um, plant-based food products anything like it's such a popular thing right now and it doesn't 20% show any of Australia self-identify of as vegetarians yes indeed so this is gonna be great because you know, one of our, I found out that one of our famous vegans around here is a vegan who eats fish that, that's not a vegan then is he yeah but it's funny Maybe because it's vegan fish because a pescatarian are there vegan 
a pescatarian? Well, there's different words for it, right? So, like a vegetarian is someone who eats, um, well, technically, someone who only eats plant products. Sure. And then you have an ovo vegetarian, someone who eats eggs and plants. And then you have ovo lacto, which is dairy, eggs, and plants. Then you have uh, vegan, which is like no honey, no leather, no silk, no wool. Like it's a bit more of a lifestyle thing. Um, and then you have pescatarians, which is like a vegetarian who eats fish. But because I'm not sure if this guy eats dairy or, 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 or eggs, I'm not, I'm not really sure what to call him. What do you call a vegan who eats fish? But yeah, when you said pescatarian. I'm thinking somebody who just eats pests. <laughs> vermin. I only eat vermin. Anyway, I guess, I guess, I guess we could call them pescatarian. But it's funny how people are like, oh yeah, I'm vegan, but sometimes I eat fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that means you're not vegan. <laughs> anyway, so these labels uh, they're going to encourage consumers to shop more responsibly, and of course, urge food companies to use more sustainable practices for their products. I think this is great because it's going to bring to light. A lot of what I can only imagine are pretty horrible practices in terms of preparation of our food products and uh, and the and the huge impact it must be having because convenience, in my opinion, is really the thing that's put the planet under. Yeah, that's right. And so you know, you've got your, your, your cows that eat the thing that gets rid of the CO two, but then you've got the soybeans that are grown in South America and shipped all the way to Denmark, mm-hmm. which consume a lot of CO two to get, uh, which create a lot of CO two to get there. So it's going to create a bit of balance. This, I think this is a way of bringing but if education. It's, if it's grown right in, in Denmark, the then uh, it's not going to be such a problem. Yeah, the, this if they have these labels, and I think every country should have this label. And I and I, I wish I knew who to write to in Australia to get these labels happening. But it'll really be a way of bringing education right in our faces and sort of. They just have it sitting there so we can understand a bit more. Humans can do this. I mean, back in the day, yeah. we, we made legislation so you put ingredients on food. You know, we never used to do that in the past. I know, right? It's crazy now to think that something might not have ingredients on it. It's just it's mind-boggling. But we should definitely campaign to have this in Australia. I think this is a wonderful progress, um, letting us know, you know, the effect of our food on the environment. Absolutely. Anyway, we're going to have a song now. This is Darren Percival with In The Sweet By and By. There's a land that is fairer than day And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore We shall sing on that beautiful shore The melodious songs of the blessed And our spirits shall sorrow no more Not a sigh for the blessing of rest In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore To our bountiful Father above We will offer our tribute of praise For the glorious gift of His love And the blessings that hollow our day In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet 
by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore We shall meet on that beautiful shore And that was Darren Percival with In the Sweet By and By here on Faith FM. We have another clue for our quiz. Yes, what city am I? This is where Jesus met Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector. Oh, come on. That's so easy. Yeah. If you want a copy of Eating for Life, wonderful cookbook, give us a call now. That's a big cookbook too. It's a massive cookbook. It's like an A4 size cookbook. I have a story about a, fa- a man who ate for death, not for life. Ooh. That yes. sounds I'm a little bit morbid, but I'm intrigued. Squ- Go on. Squirrel brains. What? Yeah. You know how much I love squirrels, Lyle. <laughs> It's, this Do is I a new story of today, all right? It's a new story of today. We need to cover the news. Do I need to step outside? Is this going to no, make me cry? Here. All right, tell a different story first. This story, we've actually got two interesting stories about churches this morning because we've got uh, Rome coming in for, uh, Pastor Rome coming in for an interview this morning. Uh, I think he's probably bringing his, um, his leading elder with him. He's going to be t- talking about a church that has revitalized itself, turned itself around, Ooh. a church that was basically dead and now is thriving. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to find out about that. But we're going to, first of all, we're going to talk about a church that is trying to do the opposite, mm-hmm. is trying to make itself obsolete. It's trying to um, get rid of itself. Basically, That's so weird. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, its whole purpose, the purpose for its existence, is for it not to exist. I feel like they could have solved the problem by not creating it in the first place. Well, they're actually solving the problem by creating this church. Well, that's their view anyway. They're going to solve this problem by creating this church. You have my attention. Go on. All right. So this church is called the Renewed Roman Catholic Church, based in Nairobi, Kenya. Okay. Their purpose is not to exist, <laughs> but they exist. Okay, so a little bit of background on to this. This church was uh, uh, formed by Archbishop Emmanuel Melingo um, a number of years ago. <coughs> he was actually excommunicated from the Roman Catholic Church because he wanted to get married, and you can't be an archbishop and be married at the same time. And so before he was excommunicated, he ordained a bishop who was a priest who got married. And uh-huh. so now you've got paper, uh, you've got the whole papal succession mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. Um, you know, legitimately taking place, and that gave them the foundation then to form a new Roman Catholic Church where there is legitimate papal succession, um, and uh, and and you know, le- legitimate papal succession where you know the, the the whole process can continue on from there. And so they formed this new church, and it's actually become quite popular. Um, it's uh, particularly in in Kenya. It is growing very, very rapidly because a lot of people are seeing the benefit of having priests who are married and, and yeah. priests that they can go and talk to about you know marriage relationships and family problems and all of these kind of things that they weren't able to do before because priests really had no idea. Um, they're seeing a dramatic drop in um, accusations of child abuse. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, a drop in the number of priests who have secret families and end up getting booted out of the church. That's great. I'm all for this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, of course, they're calling on Pope Francis to change the policy mm-hmm. so that they can no longer exist. Oh. <laughs> 
Gotcha. Yeah. So their whole purpose is not to exist, mm-hmm. but they do exist. So, yeah, it's an interesting – um, just since 2017, they have ordained 20 married priests. Good on them. And a lot of what this is, of course, is priests who are coming out as having families yeah. and wanting to make that right with God. Yeah. And so, Doesn't um, that just sound horrible? <coughs> they have families that want to make it right with God. And God's like, yeah, I made that right a long time yeah, ago. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> At creation. <laughs> okay, but they've got, you know, they, 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 they've got, uh, you know, they, 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 want to, they want to have marriage. They want to have mm-hmm. a wedding service. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and so, you know, they're highlighting that, you know, the, big, the two big problems that they're facing in Africa is that the majority of priests have either secret families or they're abusing young, young boys. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the reason that they abuse young boys is because um, by abusing boys, they don't feel that they're actually breaking their celibacy vow because it's a boy. It's, mm-hmm. They're male. It's not a woman. And so this is a major problem. This is a, this is a global problem for the Catholic Church. We've talked about it many times before. And uh, they're really struggling to deal with it. But the renewed Roman Catholic Church has found a solution, and it's a very simple one, and that is by following the biblical model. And this is one of the things that um, Archbishop Emmanuel Malingo is is avidly pointing out, that celibacy is not biblical. And because it is not biblical and because marriage is blessed and the disciples were all married, uh, the early church leaders were all married except for Paul, that uh, you know, this is something that um, you know we shouldn't be doing in today's day and age. It's a medieval tradition, a practice that has never been successful, and as he also points out, has never been a reality. What they are actually doing is they are endeavouring to acknowledge reality, mm-hmm. because, as he says, priests are not celibate. That's right. Um, you know, there might be one or two here and there, but uh, they're not celibate. And so let's acknowledge the reality and move on and create a world in which, you know, and, and I look at this and I'm like thinking, you know what? Here's Africa overtaking Australia. That's it's so true. I was just thinking So it. far ahead yeah. of us here in Australia. Yeah, they're steps ahead now. And uh, we, 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 need to have this, we need to have this church here. I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think so too. I think we all need a campaign to get our Catholic church system to change into this system. It'd be great. Yeah. I wonder how many unwed mothers there are out there who whose children are the result of a secret relationship with a priest. I never really thought about that before. It would be an interesting thing to uh, to, to research, but those who like have that. done the research have said that it's actually very, very large. Yeah, it's surprising. Um, and uh, but anyway, um, so basically, what he's doing is he's, he, his church is growing in leaps and bounds. It's becoming a very large and powerful church, and he's urging Pope Francis to step in and put a stop to his church growth. <laughs> Um, now, Pope Francis, f- to his credit, has floated the idea of allowing married priests in remote communities. What, what Which, difference would that make? Why remote? Why you know? Why not well, everywhere? Then it all comes down to the definition of remote, doesn't it? I mean, uh-huh. where, Perth is the most remote city yeah. in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, once you open that door, you've opened that door. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's something that's happening right now. Um, uh, of course, the uh, the local Roman Catholic Archbishop um, Philip Agnolo, um, who's the Yolo. yep, Sorry, who's the <laughs> Agnolo, um, is uh, denying that there are any priests who are considering leaving the Catholic Church. I guess you've got to toe the party line there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the priests who was interviewed and um, wasn't giving his name at this particular time, who, because he was considering leaving, um, his his 
His biggest thing was that he would be glad that his children would know their father. Amen. Yeah, so that's a super positive thing. Okay, so we have uh, Helen Andrews on the phone right now, and she wants to have a crack at the quiz. Helen, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Yes, hello, Um, Helen. Jericho. Yes, it is Jericho. Well done, Helen. Good on you, man. That was quick. Two clues off the bat and Helen snapped it up. See, that's what happens when you offer a really cool cookbook. (laughs) Helen, congratulations. We're going to be sending you a copy of Eating for Life, a wonderful cookbook by Clemency Mitchell. And uh, we kind of hope that you might, you know, make a few dishes and bring them by the studio just to, you know, (laughs) let us have a taste test. (laughs) 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 Wonderful. Great. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Thank you so much, and we appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Bye. That was Helen with the answer for the quiz. Now, I did promise a story about squirrel brains. Yeah, this had better be good, Lyle. Yeah, so this guy's in uh, the United States, obviously an avid hunter and one of these guys who likes to um, you know, to live off the land, so to speak, mm-hmm. and uh, died as a result of eating squirrel brains. He caught uh, mad cow disease, otherwise wow. known as... Uh, Cruzfelt Jacob disease. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different variations for it, and this, of course, was mad squirrel disease. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, shouldn't shouldn't, it's shouldn't probably make a, a joke about that, but uh, yeah, you kind of see a story like that, and it makes you think. You know what? Um, Plant based diet is not such yes. a bad thing. Yeah. I have mad cow disease. So many of these diseases that wander around the world and freak people out. I have never ever been freaked out over. Yeah, I know, right? This is like no, no. I'm not scared of any sort of you know animal disease whatsoever. Yeah, and and it's interesting because animal disease is dramatically increasing mm-hmm. uh, as a result of that. Um, medications is dramatically increasing, mm-hmm. and this is. One of the other challenges you have with eating um, animal-based products is that you're not just eating the animal and potentially the disease that the animal has, but you are eating the medications that the animal took to stay alive. That's true. You know, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of animals where they pump them full of medications just to keep them alive long yeah. enough so that they can get enough weight on to kill them, like you know, chickens and these mm-hmm, kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and these days a chicken grows at what is it, a third the time that it used to or something. That's right, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, pump full of uh, hormones. And yeah, you're eating all that. I'm not. I'm going to have some wheat bigs. My tummy's kind of churning at the idea of squirrel brains at the moment, though. I wonder if it tasted a bit nutty. <laughs> oh, Mon, that's just <laughs> terrible. Whatever God shines light on me, open up my eyes so I can see. When I look up in the darkest night, then I know everything's gonna be alright. In deep confusion, in great despair, when I reach out for Him. He is there When I am lonely As I can be Then I know that God shines His light on me La 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 la
food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is. And it starts 10 a.m. every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. 
What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this that calls the Lord a bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul? To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. When I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down beneath God's righteous frown. Christ laid aside his crown for my soul, for my soul. Christ laid aside his crown for my soul. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing and joyful be. And through eternity, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And through eternity, I'll sing on. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. wondrous love is this, oh, wondrous love is this, oh, wondrous love is this, that caused the Lord of this to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my curse, to bear the dreadful curse for my soul. Welcome back, guys. That was Blue Highway, Wondrous Love here on Faith FM, and we are back with the show. We were going to give you another clue for the quiz, but it is snapped up and gone. The moral of the story is... Early Bird gets the cooking book. If there's a, if there's a cookbook for uh, up for grabs, then uh, grab it while you can. Yeah, good job, Helen. Now, uh, yeah, we've got a bit of a uh, bug in our system right there. I think Hopefully. it's because we're trying to mess around with the uh, with the. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got a couple of extra people here in the studio, so yes, super excited do. to have uh, Rome and Kaya joining us today. Uh, they've come down from Armadale, and Rome is the pastor of the church up there. Kaya, uh, what leading elder? Leading elder, fantastic. Okay, we need to switch that microphone on. There we go. Uh, Rome, now I've talked to you before um, on Faith FM. You've shared a little bit of your story once before, but I just want to want you to remind our listeners um, a little bit about yourself, where you come from, that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, you're a pastor now, but you're not just a pastor. You're also an athlete. Can you tell us a little bit about that just as uh, help us to get to know sure, you better? Sure, sure. How you doing, Lyle? Yeah, great, Rome. <laughs> uh, my name is Rome, and I'm originally from Auckland, New Zealand, and uh, moved over with my family in 2006, went to college, and uh, graduated, went over to Armadale to pastor there, and yes, I'm an athlete. In 2011, I was two-time uh, powerlifting champion in the 120kg 
uh, class. And um, yeah, so just uh, enjoying life out of Armadale doing, doing ministry there. So it's, it's, it's been great. Fantastic. You still doing any uh, weights? Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things that I always uh, have with me. It's just therapeutic, that's all. <laughs> Do you have like a church weightlifting club kind of thing uh, like for your members? We we what we do is we use it for like a ministry outreach. Oh, cool! So we've got like all the like high school kids in the area oh, just come awesome. on over, and uh, we have training sessions from Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, we've got some uni students that that, that sign up and want to just uh, train, and uh, you know, I'll be, I've been training them for the last two years over at Armadale, and it's been great. That's awesome. So I, I think that every church should have a gym attached to it. Yeah, I agree so, with so, you. So, yeah. you, really so you don't have to pay gym membership, right? <laughs> well, I'm not saying there won't be gym membership fees, but it'd be great to have a membership, like a gym that also has like you know a conference room where you can have like health talks and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. every church yeah. should come with that yeah. and a garden. Absolutely. Just FYI. I like the idea. I think it's great. I totally support it. Totally support 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. Now, uh, Kaya, yeah. um, just grab the microphone there. Um, right. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Kaya. What's your background? Where does your family come from? Oh, my name is Kaya, and I'm from South Africa. And uh, I came at Amadale uh, in 2017, May, uh, to embark on my studies. I'm doing my master's in agriculture economics and uh I'm about to finish my studies. Uh, no. Basically, I'm up there uh, uh, doing my studies, but uh, most of the time I'm working with Loma. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we've got, we've got the dream team here, right? So Rome can do the gym and you can do the garden at the church. <laughs> this would be amazing, teaching people how to grow in their own produce. Yeah. Like It'd be great. They just, they, they just knew, need you up there in Mon now to do all of the health lectures and yeah. presentations. Yeah. And, and, uh, and crack the whip. I'll, I'll be the German person who gets it all organised. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to you, Rome, real quick. Um, tell us about Armadale Church because this is a interesting. We were just telling a story before you got here. I don't know whether you were listening on the way over, but we were telling a story about a church that is trying to cease to exist <laughs> but your church was trying to survive yes. tell us about armadale church because this was a church that um it has some great history but yes. yeah t- tell us about a little bit of background there i, I came over to armadale in 2016 halfway through the year and uh you know there's been some some struggles there uh, some battles there that uh, were in existence long before uh, i got there and so i wasn't quite sure what the what the issues were, but the the church was on uh, was on a decline, and so the John Lang, the former president here at um, North New South Wales Conference, he was my mentor. Uh, we got together and we started talking about strategies, the ways in which the, uh, which we can reach the community mm-hmm. and um, the university there, the University of New England. Mm-hmm. They make up like twenty five percent of the population there. Uh, wow, just, that's, yeah. that's a lot of Armadale. Yes, and so that, it, it was. There was nowhere in the world we we're going to minister in that area without reaching the university, mm. and so that's where where it all began. We decided that we were going to uh, try and reach uh, the university. Okay, before we get to that story, yep. Um, in its heyday, how, yes. How, how, what was Armadale like? Well, what I heard the was there. the church there was a, a church of about two hundred to two hundred and fifty members. That's a decent sized church. That is yes, big. very decent. Mm-hmm. And uh, at its lowest point? Uh, you know what? I think we were at the lowest point when we got there of about uh, you know regular attendance of about 20 people. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Nothing yeah. like getting tucked in the deep end, eh, Roman? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is like, um, was this your first appointment after graduating? Uh, second. Second second appointment after yes, graduating? Yes, second, <laughs> second appointment. <laughs> Very intimidating, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You must have felt like you are going to war or something, like, you know, uh, helmet on, here's your gun, off you go. <laughs> right. You know, I was just blessed to have someone like John Lang who yeah. was there, yeah. uh, understood ministry inside out. So I leaned on him uh, a lot. Mm. And so... In our attempts to try and uh, grow the church, we turned to our conference and said, listen, um, we've uh, started a church plant with the, the uni church, mm-hmm. and they're growing. We're discipling. We're, we're trying to uh, reach as many people as possible through this uh, church plant. The problem was it was at the expense of um, Armadale Church. Right. And so while one church was on the rise, the, the main church was had just plateaued mm-hmm. in terms of um, you know um, growing in numbers. And so um, we decided we needed some, some help in the revitalization program that had just begun in the, in the conference uh, reached, uh, reached out to us or we reached out to them first and mm-hmm. they uh, spoke to us as of last year. And so Nick Cote came out with, a, with his team and we, we discussed a few strategies. And I'll tell you, it wasn't easy. Mm. It, it was not easy. So this is new strategies with the old church, not the new one. With the old church, yeah. yes. And it, it, it would A lot affect- of people would just give up, you know. They'd be like, oh, you can't light a fire where there's just ash. Yeah. A- for sure. Just just run with the new one and be done with the old one. Yeah, well, there were, there were times where I thought that the new church was actually going to be the new church in mm-hmm. the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, 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 the new church was kind of, well, it, it came together near the end. Uh, we were coming up with strategies, ways in which we could grow the church. And we realized that um, what we really needed to do was take some time to get to know uh, the people, not just you know from church level, but personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We need to get to know them personally, what, what, they're, what they're going through. And we realized that so many people in our church were just coming to church, doing what they needed to do, get back into normal day life. And um, there was a lot of, lot of stress. And there was also people just doing things because they're rostered on to do it. Mm-hmm. And what we wanted to do was get people to fall in love with those roles again, fall in love with ministering to, uh, again, um, discovering what their gifts were. Uh, revitalization pretty much gave us an excuse to kind of uh, explore that. And um, we were able to pull back uh, leadership so that we can restructure the church from the ground up. And so we had so many leaders who've been in these positions for so long, uh, finally had the opportunity to kind of step back and then uh, reevaluate their spirituality, asking themselves, where do I fit in? Um, I've been doing this ministry for for this many years. Has it is it, is it me? Mm-hmm. And they're using this time during the revitalization period to really discover who they were. According to First Corinthians chapter twelve, we all have gifts, mm-hmm. and so um, that that put a lot of pressure on me though because it meant that I had to like drive everything in the church. But the great thing is is the fact that we know that it, it's it's God that's going to do the work. There are things that we've been trained to do. There are things that we've um, that, that God has um, uh, gifted us with, 
And so I used every gift that God has given me to, to, to kind of drive from the front um, everything to kind of model uh, what the church should be and, um, and to kind of decide, you know, to disciple. That's where Kaya comes in and we, you know, we're discipling, training and um, doing just the basics, which is visitations, preaching, Bible studies. Mm. And eventually things <clears throat> just started to move. If I could just uh, uh, sure. flip across to Kaya real quick. Um, Kaya, how, how long have you been, obviously here as a student, how long have you been a part of the Armadale Church? Well, this is my second year that I've been uh, part of the Armadale Church now. Okay, so a similar time to uh, to what uh, Rome has been yeah, there. Yeah, And uh, have you seen some uh, changes over that period of time? Oh, yes. Yes, I've seen a couple of changes, of course, uh, for good. Uh-huh. Yeah. What, what, did, uh, you, what was it like when you first walked into this church? I mean, you've, you've moved from uh, from one country to another. There's a culture change. There's a uh, yeah. Just 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 give us a, a sense of what that was like. Well, there was a very 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 huge difference, and uh, in terms of how people worship, that's the first thing. And uh, but I think uh, most of all, it was uh, quite cold and too formal, mm-hmm. and uh, where you, you you feel sometimes whether. You're not sure whether you are welcome or what, you know, <laughs> those kind of things. Yeah. That's a shame. Oh, yeah. that's shame on yeah. us. But, shame on us. But yeah, but 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 that that, that that's how it was at yeah. that time. But uh, uh, compared to what it was, it has really changed. Uh, I mean, uh, the church is quite warm now. You know, uh, there are no barriers. You know, people are doing things out of love. You know. Not out of uh, saying that because the program is like this or this is the structure that we follow, you know. There's some kind of fellowship that is like budding amongst the church members, which is quite yeah, good yeah. For, for most people, especially students, especially if you are an international student. That's fantastic. And yeah. uh, as an international student, once you graduate, will you be doing further study? Will you be staying in the area, heading back to Africa? What's your plans? Okay. Uh, after my graduation... Uh, uh, the plan is to do uh, is to further my studies again here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not. So you sh- might be at Armadale for a little bit longer yet, then, or uh, not not in Armadale, but okay. uh, but here in Australia. Uh-huh. But that I don't so want to the, disclose the, it here. <laughs> <laughs> so the next church that you go to, then, are you going to take the lessons learned from this church? Oh, of of course. It's not only the lesson learned. I mean, for for me to the next church, I, I think it's something that will go all the way, helping me. Uh, I mean, uh, as I continue to serve the church and uh, mm-hmm. and helping others in advancing the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Back to Rome, real quick. Uh, um, you've gone down this path, helping people to yep. uh, understanding what people, who people are, helping to find what they're. What their calling is, that kind of thing. I just want to ask about yeah. that. When you said that, you know, that the leadership took a step back to try yep. and figure themselves out, did the leadership come back or was it like new people? Like, did you essentially drain the swamp and sort of like have a bit of a, a refresh there? Like, how did that all happen? Did they, did they that discover that? That might be a bit harsh for all the people that are listening. <laughs> all the people from what <laughs> Ramadan that are listening. Was a bit, that was a bit cheeky, but like, you know, <laughs> no, did I, some people say, I, do you know what? I think I just need to sit this one out. Or did, you know, did new, fresh leadership come in? Or did they actually. Did, no, no. no what what actually happened gifts? was. There was a lot of uh, connecting. There was a lot of communication. There was a lot of visiting. There was a lot of one-on-ones. And it, it, it wasn't a decision that was just made and then people had to kind of step back. It was a decision that we kind of helped them see for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that, that we, we were able to meet them on a one-on-one, talk to them about their ministry, um, make, made a few suggestions. How could we help you in this? And in the end, the best decision was 
we had to restructure the church and that meant we need to we, we needed to rediscover who we were in the ministry, the, discover our gifts. And so uh, if we still believe that the church is Christ's to build from Matthew 16, then we have n- no no issues with just stepping back and allowing Christ to, to, to lead us in this in this process. The process was the most difficult thing. I know how much the church members love their church. It's part of the reason why they don't want to pull back in case the church falls flat. And uh, we... we you know what? It was. It was. We were so thankful that they they trusted leadership. They trusted Nick. They trusted myself. They trusted John. They trusted Tom. And and and, and we were able to go through this process. And everybody kind of took one step back. And prayer was the first thing we did. Amen. Prayer was the first thing we did. It was like it was a scary moment. A scary moment for me. And. Um, we prayed as a church and said, this is what we want to do. We want to restructure the church so it's friendly, so it's open, so that people could discover their gifts. And so right now, as we speak, we are in the process of discovering our gifts. And we've had guys, you know, young people step up and say, hey, listen, I want to take worship. We've had other people say, hey, I want to give it a go. I want to give lesson a go. And so we're, we're, we're at that stage where we're just developing people in their gifts, in their strengths, discovering who they are. And it's it's an exciting time for for for, for Armadale. And uh, you said you got down to about uh, eighteen or twenty people there at one stage. Um, what's the result of this process been? Well, let me tell you. In the mornings, we used to have about four to five people scattered within the church. Today, in the mornings, right 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 from the beginning, from when Mission Story starts, we have at least twenty to thirty people coming in in a huge circle. When everybody, you know, on our good days, people, you know, when the uni is on, people people are coming in, people are you know interacting, people are contributing to our discussions. Uh, lessons are just you know everybody's always looking forward to that part of the the, the service. And real quick, uh, sure. how many for the main service? For the main service, we've got we, we we've hit like close to sixty to seventy people. Praise God, that's fantastic. This is a church that is turning itself around in Rome. We wish we had more time to uh, yes to talk to you about. Um, about more aspects of what's happening up there, but unfortunately we are out of time. So, All good. Um, Roman, Kia, thank you. So, Kaya, sorry. Yes. <laughs> you just called him a you. car. <laughs> thanks, he's, love, he's got thanks, cars in the brain all the time. He's like, cars, cars, cars. <laughs> thanks for having us in here. Uh, yeah, great to have you on the show, guys. Thanks, and, um, thank All you. the best with uh, what takes place up there at Armadale. And may God bless you guys. God thank bless you, brother. God thanks bless so the church in Armadale. Father comes the desire that all of the nations be saved. From the lips of Messiah, we have the promise. Behold, I am with you always. Across the streets we will go, we will go, we will go to the people who have called this place their home. We will fly, leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Savior's praise away Mighty 
to say Across the streets and we won't go We won't go, we won't go To the people who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly Leaving world again behind To hear the Savior's praise awake Across the globe We will go Lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining The time has come, let us arise For heaven's judge is soon returning The time has come, lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining The time has come let us arise For heaven's judge is soon returning We will go People who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly Leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Savior's praise awake across the globe Forgiveness, it's easier said than done But there's a program called Forgive to Live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. 